0: Hey, everybody. Before we get to this episode, which is called Maneuvers, I just wanted to say that we have a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash the Penske file. And right now, as we speak, sort of, me and Clay are covering Lower Deck Season 3. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash the Penske file and subscribe, and you'll get coverage of all those episodes, or at least uh, two episodes each podcast. Anyway, Clay, we're back with Voyager. How are you?
1: Mm, I'm good. We are now lords of time and space able to cover two shows simultaneously at the same time yes uh but <laughs> much our, like our, all our powers much, are like, limitless. much like all lords to get the good stuff you got to pay for it
0: yeah that's right we're just out we're out time F- and space ain't cheap guys fancy lords fancy lords being fancy in our, our lordship with uh the serfs beneath us playing we- chess with people instead of pieces <laughs> That's right. My chest pieces bleed for real. <laughs> uh, let's get into maneuvers then, which I feel was we've already done an episode called maneuvers. Maybe it was an enterprise or something, but I remember typing it. Uh, and I'm bringing this up mostly because maneuvers is not spelt the way that I would spell it unless I was looking at it. Uh, there's an E in there and you don't expect it to be there. So, anyway, mm. main oovers is the 11th episode <laughs> of season two of Voyager. It came out on November 20th, 1995. Was there an election that year? Probably not. It's 95. Uh, This is two of nine in the Seska arc. She's coming back. Written by Kenneth Biller, directed by David Livingston, I presume. In-universe dates is 49208.5, 2372. How is this the first David Livingston, I presume, joke that I've made? I think we've been doing this for eight years. In this episode called Maneuvers, after Seska steals vital transporter technology from Voyager, Chakotay sets off on his own to recover it. Um. So Seska's returned here. She was in state of flux from the first season, where she didn't look like a Cardassian; she looked like a human. She betrayed Chakotay in that episode. I think we thought that episode was just okay, but here she's back, <clears throat> and um, I don't know. I uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting episode. I don't know if this one's going to like sum up Voyager in a lot of ways, but I, I felt like. I felt like the pieces were kind of coming together in this one in some ways. Like I, they, we've been laughing about the Kazon, but I finally they finally found a reason why the Kazon are pursuing Voyager. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like they want the technology, and Voyager mm-hmm. has it. Voyager's, um, you know, advanced for the the region or whatever, which uh, we've talked about before. That was kind of an interesting choice. The Voyager is like the ship of the the Delta Quadrant or whoever they are, and um, all the other ships are trying to. Steal their technology. I thought that that was interesting. I thought that there's a... I like this sort of like pseudo Lady Macbeth thing that Seska brings to it. I thought that that could be potentially interesting. Um, And I think that, you know, to further the Kazon thing, stealing a Voyager's technology is kind of an interesting way to play up this fractious Kazon species that they're making, which is that the Kazon want Voyager in order to basically finish their civil war that's constantly going on. So it's Mm. like a, there's a reason why Voyager can't give away their technology because it'll be used to nefarious ends and stuff like that. However, before I pass it on to you, I never felt like anything really clicked the whole time. And I I don't know if it's a lack of buildup to get to this point and if it felt kind of sudden moving into where we are now, or if it's just that the episode itself wasn't really clicking for me all the way through, but I don't know. I'm stuck I'm stuck in this place where I thought it was okay, but I don't know if I want more of it or if I just wanted more of it done better from the start. So what do you think?
1: Um, Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Uh, I found this episode to be fine. Mm. Um, my favorite part of the episode was the scene where Chacote and Torres talked about stuff for a little bit sure he um, talked about
0: how his uh his emotional control and her emotional control
1: yeah I like that stuff I thought that was de- I thought that was good um but yeah I don't know it, it I, I I agree with what you're saying where it, like it does flesh the Kazon out a bit um I don't know what I was looking Cesca, for really no it doesn't flesh out Seska I was I was hoping they were going to light speed transport. That sounded fun. <laughs> um, no yeah, luck. I don't I don't know. I, I, like it wasn't bad. It was. No. Uh, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not really sure where to go with this one because it, it's. Uh, I I found it. There was nothing that really hooked me in it, but I didn't really think it was bad at all. It was. Uh, like i guess i, I think the thing the, the part that was was bumming me out a bit is you get to a point in the story where torres is in uh torres and tuvok are in janeway's quarters and they're trying to decide whether or not they're gonna leave Chicote, which is kind of hilarious because tuvok is like uh i think the logical point the logical uh route to go is just to leave that motherfucker behind
0: he told us guys he told us (laughs) not to go look for him like i know Tubak. we have to do what he
1: says and he wants us to fuck off so i (laughs) i suggest we follow the orders that he left yeah um but like in like in that scene i it's it's never in question whether or not they're going to go after him you know it's and like they don't do anything like you get one good line out of it, I think, where where Janeway says, uh, uh, "What she say? Like my my gut tells me I should go after him, but my my better my, sense of yeah. judgment says that that we shouldn't." Yep. like that's kind, that's kind of interesting, but it's not really born of anything that matters, you know. It's just
0: yeah, it's well, it, it, it runs into this like you know a, a frequent. Criticism you can always levy is that you know characters are going to return and stuff like that, right? So there's like you know the character is not going to die, therefore it's deflated. Sure. Which I sure. Which I think is just kind of a is is kind of a um the problem with that criticism is that it applies to literally every episode. You know, it's not just how well it's right. constructed. You know, right. every single episode that something's going to happen. I think this one actually has a fairly catastrophic plot moment in it that is due to that, though, which is that Chakotay should be on a suicide mission, right? And he just gives the phaser to Seska once he breaks in because he knows that he has to survive and he has to be tortured and then rescued by Voyager at the end of the episode.
1: Right, like if he was really all in on this, he would have blown that thing up and then shot himself in the head. Right, yeah, <laughs> you, know? Or,
0: you know, kill everyone in there until someone takes him out finally. At the right, very end of yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was a little bit weird because it wasn't like I never got the sense that him getting captured was like part of his own plan or no, anything. no. He has because, no.
0: It's not. Yeah. It's not a plot. It's not a plot point. It's just he can't die, so he has to give himself up.
1: Right, right, yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I also hate that criticism that like, oh, well, you know, they're they're not dead. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like the, it's uh first of all if if you're if you're if you're basing the drama of an episode over whether or not a character lives or dies, you really need to expand your horizon because mm-hmm. there's more there's more to stories than just characters dying um that's what bothered me so much about uh Infinity War when they when they dusted off when they dusted everybody. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Well, you know they're coming back." It's like, "Yeah, no shit, they're coming back." You think <laughs> they're just going to kill fucking <laughs> Spider-Man and leave him dead? No. <laughs> gives them gives them gives them the whole reason to go get them back in the next yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it's it's about what it's about what it costs to get them back. It mm-hmm. doesn't you know, it's not about the fact that they died. Right. Um but in 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 this instance like yeah, you know that they're going to go get him, but like I, I, I don't think that there's any sort of like interesting, uh, really interesting question or or obstacle that Janeway has to get over when she goes to get you know what I mean? Like it's just like I said, there's that one scene and she has that one line and that's kind of interesting, but it's not really born of anything because like they can't fly. It's not. It's not like they. They're really broken down to the point that they they they're defenseless. Right. I mean, they've got they've the Kazon have the uh the know how to get through their shields or whatever, which is fine. But like, I I never got the sense the ship was like doomed. No, I always feel the Voyager
0: Voyager holds its own against the Kazon. It takes a lot of Kazon ships to be a threat to Voyager. You know, so it's like it's yeah, a, it's a the the power dynamics are a little bit unclear. But it's not like Voyager is in dire straits whenever it runs into a Kazon ship
1: yeah i mean i like if they had if they had leaned into a little bit more and been like yeah you know our shields aren't really working and even if they were they know how to do all this shit and our warp drive isn't working because we got a a Kazon cruiser sticking out of the side of our belly i like that I, i've I don't yeah, think that they've ever good. done that but i thought it was interesting i thought it was a good good way to go yeah i i thought that was uh, a a an interesting way to exploit what seska would know about voyager yeah yeah and also a good way to disable their um
0: getting away warp, ability. warp drive yeah
1: because yeah, when when chakotay took off and uh and uh, they they find they realize that he's gone and janeway's like uh, set a course for his shuttle maximum impulse i was like why are you going impulse speed <laughs> and then i was like oh yeah i forgot they have that thorn in their side they yeah. can't go to light speed um but yeah I don't know. I just I just wish there was a little bit more beef to the rescue plot I guess. Yeah. Um I think I think there's yeah. a, a
0: lack of beef in most of the ways like I I think yeah. fundamentally it boils down to that Sesska had I I don't really understand what is trying to do with her life <laughs> as a character. I like she's I I like this Lady Macbeth thing that she's kind of sort of doing which is that she's sort of pulling the strings in the background but it's not really clear to me why she's doing it or what she thinks she's gaining from any of this or mm-hmm. like why betraying chicote is so essential to her to her being at this point like i right. i, I well, just don't just know what she's power? after yeah, yeah well, and it's- if it's power the kazon seem to be a weird group to use it's almost like she's set up more as a, she wants revenge against chicote but I don't think they've established that she's maniacally driven in that way that she, all she cares about is destroying Voyager. It just seems like she, mm-hmm. she made a power play after she was found out to be a spy and joined them and is now chasing them for no particularly good reason, really.
1: Yeah, I was kind of wondering. I'm just I a little bit surprised that they didn't define her as just wanting to get back to Cardassia Prime or something. Yeah, they because, haven't, haven't talked about that, no. Because that feels like a very Gul Dukat kind of thing you know like he ends up in the delta quadrant and he's just so pissed off about it because all he wants to do is just go back home
0: yeah i guess in the state of flux she said that the reason she's staying is she wants to build the new power like she wants to become the power center of this area of space but it's just it's it's, it's, true it's it doesn't
1: that seems almost like insanely optimistic that you can do that you know right yeah yeah it's like (laughs) It's like wandering, wandering alone to a new country and be like, well, I'm the king now, bitches. Yeah. Pakistan, <laughs> get ready.
0: It's it's and she doesn't come across as unhinged. She comes across as very conniving. And the whole point of this episode is that it's like, a you know, it's supposed to be a chess game between Chakotay and her, which I don't think it really ever uh, turns no, into. That never
1: really, yeah, no, that never really comes across because they each have one move. That they, make. <laughs> they, they both <laughs> sacrifice a pawn early and they're just like, well, we're
0: fucked now. Reason. Yeah,
1: yeah, like it, I was expecting a little bit more out of that, which didn't really go anywhere um or or didn't really do do anything kind. Of. I did like this I did like when he was uh flying up beside it and they had to use those the uh the green strobe light to find where he was. Yeah. That was clever. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot um, of
0: weird um sort of novel <clears throat> ship stuff in this. Like getting yeah. getting the ship stuck in the side of Voyager and then sort of scanning him with the flashing strobe light of doom.
1: Yeah kama Kazon pilots.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what they're known for in this galaxy. It's a highly honorable society. Seska yeah. also doesn't um I think she is backgrounded by the Kazon guy in a in a yeah. weird way. Like he's too dominant in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Where she should be more manipulative of him because Chakotay has that whole thing where he's like He's getting tortured, and he's like, he's like, I know what she smells like, buddy. <laughs> like, he's getting <laughs> yes. real, getting a real graphic with what what he knows about Seska. And it's supposed to be that he's revealing to this guy how much he's being played, but it's not really obvious that she's playing him to that extent, you know? Mm. Like, it is, but I it's think not it's satisfying.
1: That, yeah, I think it's supposed to be that plus the jealousy of of uh, of uh, your girlfriend or whatever having a previous lover i guess
0: it is but it's not that he does that and it doesn't even really impact anything going forward you know he he just he talks about it but it doesn't it doesn't shatter the lead kazon's confidence or make him doubt what's going on or screw up anything
1: it just proceeds from that point he just just listens to it for a bit and then punches him harder
0: (laughs) (laughs) he stopped talking about my girl like that
1: Combs my favorite back. part. My favorite part is that she's got juicy tattoo right above <laughs> her left butt cheek. Oh, baby,
0: she's doing that I property chicoté tattoo right above her I ass gray.
1: I can, I can tell you've seen it from the way <laughs> I'm be.
0: It was fairly graphic. There's a lot of talk of intimacy in this episode, and a lot of like how she tastes and stuff like that. It was, it was a fascinating decision.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. It's all weird. that's yeah, all that stuff is just. Uh, I think I think there's there's a few things in this that feel um a little bit like first draft problems, sure uh one of which being like okay, he goes on the suicide mission, but we can't kill him what if he just turns himself over for what I don't know. Okay, let's let's start with that, and we'll come back to it. Yeah,
0: I mean, then it, it later solves on, by just having him be punched
1: in the back of the head and knocked <clears> out yeah. before he can finish stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, uh, uh, Seska kind of disappears at the end. Like they're just hanging out. She's hanging out with that uh, with Sis, uh, Chakotay, and then once they beam the bad the Kazon onto Voyager, that's just it. And like Seska just disappears. Yeah. And all like there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Like earlier, when uh, when the Kazon um, transport those two other Kazon out into space mm-hmm. and kill them. Yeah, when, when Voyager found them, my first thought was, "Where's their ship? Didn't they?" I I assume that they got on to the other. To oh, the,
0: the other their their original Kazon ship. Yeah, yeah I assume they
1: they flew out to where Seska's Kazon ship was.
0: Well, they said there was ship debris, right? Are, is that just a confusing? Uh, oh, is that what happened? Filming they the where the they focus on the
1: yeah, I think they blew up the ship and then they focus on oh, the bodies. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense. But, yeah. um, but I also thought like the the solution to the problem was one of the most like uh, it was the first time I've seen a solution to a problem that feels like it was written on like Twitter or mm. Reddit, where the solution just turns out to be well, what if we just beam the guy the other guys that aren't Chakotay off the ship? <laughs> Right. It's like, okay. I get, I suppose we could do that. Usually, usually that's not an option, but here apparently it is. Yeah, it's it's fairly clever.
0: Almost, it is. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah it, it's uh, It just makes me think, though. Why don't they do that every time? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. My. I. I think that sort of is my, like, fundamental problem with it is. Um, I feel like everything here is properly conceived of. Like, I, I can see this being a good idea, and I like the way that they're taking the K's on, and I think that that's um seska could be a really uh, interesting villain but a lot of it just it falls a little bit flat in the way that that transporter trick kind of falls flat too for some reason Mm -hmm. it it feels like it's not developed enough or it's not built up to that point where it's a really satisfying resolution that you get to it at the end like you've seen it coming it just feels kind of half-assed the whole way through which is too bad because I, i thought that it it was the best that the show has done. It's sort of developing what this uh, universe for this show is going to kind of be with, be about at least in terms of the Kazon and stuff like that. So it's, it's disappointing. Um, But I, I I think it's, it's, it's almost one of those things too. It's like, it's, it's got so much going on that it kind of distracts from things like the, the amount of time that they have to spend with the Kazon bickering with each other detracts from what you could be doing with Seska's character. At that point, which mm-hmm. I think is more important to that because the Kazon are, um, I guess we learned about four new Kazon sex in this episode, but none of that matters. It's just sort of random names and Seska being the string puller is what would actually be interesting. We just get, get short shrifted uh, from her, unfortunately, because of the time they spend on other things.
1: Yeah, she just ends up kind of hanging around in the background looking looking uh, maniacal and angry. Yeah. Evil. Just
0: don't get a good sense of her control over the situation.
1: You know, like this. Yeah, and I, I, I was a little bit. Um, even with the thing that they steal, where they steal the transporter, part of part of me was like, eh, I mean, all right, I guess that's. If they don't have that technology, I guess yeah, that would be a big deal. Yeah, um,
0: they weaponize it. You can you can yeah. throw people into space uh, yeah, with true. it if you need. To. I
1: I did find it. I did find it interesting too. Like it was. It was a. Again, it was the kind of thing that didn't really land in an interesting way where towards the end when all the other kazon are on the ship and uh the let's for lack of a identifier say the lead kazon yep, is like yes we have all their their codes uh i i just thought it was going to take longer uh, or i thought it was going to be faster for the codes to work yeah and then eventually <laughs> the guy <laughs> eventually the guys just like you don't have the codes at all and he's like no i don't and I don't know. It's just that. What that was whole going thing. on with
0: that? Did he not have the codes, or did they change the codes?
1: Why didn't Voyager <clears throat> reset their password? Is a is a concern. Yeah, great question. Um, I, I don't think he ever got them because I I don't think they ever got them from Chakotay. He's that was all a bluff. I I, I think so. Oh, because Chakotay was too busy talking about Seska's underboob or whatever. I, I thought I thought Seska was
0: fucking him over. I, I realize now, like I know now at the end that that's not the case, but I, I got distinct vibes that she was doing something there. But I, I guess so. not. I don't know what the hell was going on with that. Just the codes weren't working.
1: I, yeah, I don't even think they got them. I think that was the whole thing is that they couldn't get him out of Chakotay. They should have just... <laughs> just you, you can't deactivate it. I've locked it. I've locked it. I,
0: <laughs> I should have just overdubbed that Peter Weller line. Um, and then, of course... I mean, the rest of it is not uh, a, a minor point before we get to, to, to the ending is, um, you know, in, in the, the scheme of the this episode kind of being a su- success at certain things that the show is trying to do. Neelix is actually useful in this episode somehow, mm-hmm. like he knows mm-hmm. about the Kazon and is able to give them information that is somewhat helpful to the ship and helpful to the viewers who are following along, which is nice. He's not, he's not annoying. He provides Kazon information and is, is overall helpful. So that was nice to say
1: yeah yeah i mean you know clock is right
0: twice a day or that's whatever. right broken clock still right twice a day
1: uh but anyway then we get to the end my ending. clock my clock works fine only accurate twice a day
0: <laughs> we get to the ending and uh it's just kind of weird <laughs> Chigote yeah. go take to go take that message uh play it out in public back i think uh and just retire to his quarters <laughs>
1: So, whatever she has to say to me, she could say to this whole crew because <laughs> the whole crew is like my family. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, I guess this is just in the
0: lines of Seska doesn't really have a motivation, right? Like, they have to yeah. swing for something here, and so it's revealed that hmm. she stole his genetic
1: material.
0: Uh, and Why impregnated not just have herself?
1: Her- why just why don't just have her be naturally pregnant, like isn't that kind of more interesting?
0: I guess they were having sex, right? Before yeah, before
1: she left, yeah, they've been intimate, as they say a hundred times in
0: this episode. That's I true. I have
1: intimate knowledge of her. <laughs> were you intimate with her, chicote intimately? I was intimately intimate she was my friend too Chidu well, I was I have intimate knowledge <laughs> Have so- you seen the tattoo. Of- <laughs> 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 It's also PG. I can tell by the way you're looking at me, you have not seen it.
0: <laughs> it's the sweatiest it's PG movie, uh, episode of all time. Uh, what's that horror movie? Have you guys covered it yet? There's a horror movie that's kind of modern where
1: the guy has a turkey baster. Oh, uh, that's at the end of uh, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Yeah. Which is a great movie. Okay. Gets real fucking weird at the end though.
0: Yeah. Well turkey baster. You can imagine what that turkey baster is filled with. Um
1: Turkey gravy
0: for but Thanksgiving. But, but Seska Seska did the did the, the sort of the same thing, only in reverse, I guess, here. <laughs> yeah, he out of the back her, so. of his
1: neck, I guess. Yeah, she says it's genetic material, but it's you know. I you know, I I what I want out of this is I want uh them to fast forward and I want to see like twenty year old Son of Chakotay, who's been—I want this to turn into like King Arthur, where where uh, he has sex with his sister mm-hmm. and then gives birth to Mordred, who is like this god who's who's come to destroy <laughs> Arthur. That's what I want to see. I want to see evil Chakotay's uh, inappropriate son, <laughs> <laughs> old enough where he can be a threat to Chakotay. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind I don't of. I like- want to see a baby.
0: Kind of like E squared from Enterprise, that that one where they they see their future self or their future offspring or whatever. A um, little bit shocking. It's weird. It's not a cliffhanger, right? Like th- it's just the yeah. end. Of, it's just the the next time we see Seska, she's going to be more pregnant, I assume, if she doesn't already have a kid at that point. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that's she's going to use. Draw.
1: She's going to use the stolen. Transporter technology to replace her baby with the baby, switch the babies of the pregnant lady on Voyager.
0: Oh, yeah. What's her name? I can't remember her name anymore. But yeah, that that Naomi Wildman, I think that's or is that the name of the baby? Maybe I don't know. A lot of pregnant, a lot of pregnancy going on in this episode. Yeah, it's just um. I mean, the, the pregnancy thing doesn't work for me because as much intimate talk as there is in intimate relationships, I never really found the two to, you know, it it, it all feels yeah. like it's just being written as opposed to them actually seeing anything that they claim is happening in this universe.
1: Yeah, I felt I felt like there was more, um, uh, for lack of a better term, intimacy between Chakotay and Torres than there was with Chakotay and Seska.
0: Yeah, which like, they dropped. They brought that up, too,
1: in that previous
0: hallucination yeah. episode,
1: yeah. Yeah, but just like the way that they kind of talk to each other, and, and, you know, they had that kind of chemistry and body language that makes it feel like there's something there, regardless of whether it's saying it. Also, because in that cold open, Chicote was like, You better watch out. Watch your ass. <laughs> or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what he says, but it's something that has a lot of, a lot of stank on a lot, it. To, a lot to have a of Double sense. entendre. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Torres, I... I I hear you're looking in the you're in the market for a new tattoo. May I suggest a design <laughs> and a placement? <laughs>
0: I guess that's the. Uh... Do you know what
1: this? Do you know what this tattoo above my eye means? It's ancient. <laughs> it's ancient Native American. It means full of juice. It means simply sit here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it means it means it means mustache rides five cents. <laughs> <laughs> That's that beautiful native culture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yep, they're not gonna they're not gonna get to. It. I guess it's the um, you know, the long line of like I I feel that Voyager is a little bit half assing things. It's just I I see things like the Torres and Sesca, There could be some kind of jealousy thing there mm. that they're not playing with. There, there's a lot of relationships and layers that they could add to this stuff but they just they don't want to it's it's kept more episodic and um not conflict riddled like even as you were saying Janeway going back for Chakotay even down to is Chakotay even punished at the end of this episode she's like I'm gonna write it in your report mister that was how does that feel he's like that feels pretty good actually I
1: I love that because she was like I'm gonna put you on report if that even means anything anymore at this point, <laughs> like, yeah, at least they're acknowledging that it doesn't mean Jack shit. Right. And, and if it doesn't mean anything,
0: that's actually could be interesting in the episode that things are falling apart for Janeway yeah. in the season. Yeah. You know, like people are not listening to her anymore. But he doesn't get. I, and I guess the writer was kind of upset with it. It wasn't the way he wrote it, but uh, he was overruled and told to write that there was no punishment for Chakotay when he thought he deserves it. And I agree, like he needs to something has to happen to him because otherwise there's no, there's nothing worth writing conflict here for because nothing happens by the end of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're in kind of a tough spot because like technically what he did was, I feel like you're getting into like Michael Burnham territory a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just because like what he did was the only solution that anybody came up with. Right. So it's like a good cause too. yeah, Yeah. It had to be done. Uh, like, what What would have been gained by him going, like, okay, I won't do anything, I'll just wait here. You know what I mean? Well, like, if he dies, doesn't... he's a hero, right, in the eyes of the crew? Sure, yeah, sure, exactly, yeah. Um, So it's like, I, I understand that you have to punish him, but how much punishment really makes sense, and, like, if Janeway controlling the crew or, or you know, still having the locker room, so to speak, is not a point of the story, then... Why even talk about you know? I don't know. It's yeah. It, you get you get into. I feel like if they if they punished him, I don't think it would have been weird. If they didn't punish him, I don't think it would have been weird. So I think they find this weird middle ground where it's like yeah, punished, but not really. You know, It's like it. It still matters to me. I, <laughs> I still believe.
0: I I think they missed an opportunity. If Janeway doesn't want to punish him, right? I would have Janeway be concerned about his role on the ship having seen now that while he was the leader of a Maquis cell, he let both Tuvok and Seska
1: into his inner circle, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he's he's clearly terrible he was, at determining he was intimate.
1: What, <laughs> he was intimate with both of them.
0: <laughs> and they both fucked him real hard when this is yeah. over. It's just, it doesn't... You know, if you're not going to punish him, at least bring up some sort of, like, character uh, concern here about Chakotay's, um <clears throat> inability to really determine reality in some ways like he can't he he doesn't seem a good judge of character which would be you know
1: what i what might have been interesting is if in that scene where torres and tuvok are are kind of uh point counterpointing going to get chakotay if if janeway's point of view was more like you know he kind of put me in a bad obviously i want to go get him but he's put me in a really bad situation where if i don't go get him then i risk losing the crew uh, because A, I've let one of them die, and B, he left me a message. My, my second-in-command left me a message giving me orders, and I followed them. Mm. That doesn't look great to the rest of the crew. But on the other hand, if we go to rescue him, I might get everybody killed. Yeah. So like what you know, I think that's kind of and I feel like they've kind of done something like that before. Didn't they have an episode not too long ago where she kind of chews him out for something similar to that? Or choose somebody out for something like that where it's more like the position they put her in more than actually what they did.
0: Yeah, was it Neelix? It might have been Neelix. She was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But but even so, it's like there you have a little bit more. Like in that case, you know, it, it's no longer it's no lo- the, the drama of the scene is no longer are they going to go get Chakotay? Because of course they're going to go get Ch- 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 Chakotay. Then the drama becomes what is what is Janeway giving up? Yeah, to to do that, you know, because she's she's either giving up, uh, possibly giving up the crew, or possibly giving in both ways. She's giving up the crew in in some in some sense, possibly yeah, sacrificing her. Yeah. legitimacy as captain and the other. Yeah, way. and you know if they don't go, if he gets killed, then he get like if if she doesn't go. She basically loses the ship in, in any yeah. conceivable angle. So yeah, I think that would have been a little bit more interesting. And then so when she when he comes back afterwards and he gets chewed out, it would be a little bit more impactful for her to be like, listen, you can't just do this shit. I have to you know, we have to keep this group together. Yeah. Uh you can't just be running off on a tattoo inspection every now every now and then.
0: <laughs> the um what, is, what, is, what are those T-shirts? The, what The is it, Inspector?
1: The Oh, the fe- female body inspector. Female body
0: <laughs> inspector. <laughs> Member of the FBI, ma'am. So I guess that I agree with that, and I think that that actually spirals me back to the beginning about wondering about Chicote's motivations, because if Chicote's motivations to go after Seska are just to get the transporter back, which is how it comes across to me, I think that the episode failed in making it more of a personal vendetta for Chicote. Ch- do you feel the same or do you think that he's going back mostly to get sesca um <clears throat> i only got transporter technology rescue from him
1: the whole yeah, time yeah i i i took it as less that he's going to get Seska, and more that he's he's just pissed off that he that he let this happen like the whole thing he's doing the whole thing because he feels like it's all his fault yeah and so I think it's more that. It's it's less that he's going to get Seske and more that he's trying to make things right because they're in this position specifically because of something he feels he did or didn't do.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if I would have preferred a pure vengeance thing. It's another one of these, like would I rather the episode gone in a,
1: a different... Uh, I actually, I don't mind this approach for him because mm-hmm. I think that is a little bit more interesting to me than just this lady made me look bad so now I got to go put her in her place, which yeah. is not that interesting well and
0: uh, i and i guess i'm i'm re i'm retconning everything now like if the if he if he was driven more by maquis uh because that the maquis are built around that whole vengeance idea you know mm-hmm. in their oh, sure. in, in their yeah. concept so jacote not being able to transcend that and fully embrace starts i know that this is not the show that we're watching but like in the right. show that yeah, they yeah. set up this would make sense yeah. to me
1: yeah i would agree with that yeah definitely in this Earth 2 version of Voyager. That's, that's, <laughs> Which is Earth 1, but written. we just call it Earth 2, yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, all right, well, I guess we're done with maneuvers. We'll continue on with patron comments now. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Support the show at patreon.com slash if you want to leave a couple bucks for us. You get extra content. We're covering lower decks, as I mentioned at the top. We covered Star Trek Picard. Something else? What was the other one? Stranger Worlds. We did all those. They're all up on Patreon if you're so interested. Clay and Amanda do their second string of Stephen King run right now. There's occasionally Batman stuff up there. Check it out. Patreon.com slash And As always, our captain is a captain or is the $5 and up tier. You. you can leave comments and we read them. So let's get to it now. I'm going to click into your little chat box here, Clay, so I can send these to you. This sure. is Kyle Barrett
1: loves using tiktok he has this to say quick question uh are we not do we not name them anymore
0: no no we'll just skip right oh, to the comments just it, taking we'll, that off huh? we'll say
1: we'll save my breath yeah i need more what's that'll be our next stretch goal <laughs> two thousand dollars a month and we'll read your name we'll read again. your name
0: Maneuvers. I don't know about you, fellas, but when I play hoverball, I wear a very heavy, scratchy-looking woolen dress to keep me cool. <laughs> this episode is almost great with Seska as a criminal mastermind who knows Voyager inside and out, just like Chicote knows her insides out, and forcing Chicote to take the Maquis way rather than the Starfleet way, but it never quite delivers. The shitty Kazon overshadows Seska, and Chicote hand delivers them a shuttle pod full of tech, the hardware remaining even if he deletes all the software." And then Seska, who spends too long lingering in the background while worse villains argue, begins her arc of being nothing but a crazy baby mama snuffing the potential of the character for the rest of the show. Although, I wish we could see the deleted scene of Seska hanging Chicote from the ceiling, shoving a cattle prod up his arse to stimulate his prostate and then milking his fat cock like the udder of a prize cow to get that sweet, sweet genetic material. Three boom mics left in shot out of five.
1: He has a really... Uh Vivid ideal of what he wants Star Trek to be, huh?
0: <laughs> it's very, it's very descriptive. This is Tax bear who has misspelt maneuvers, but Point Extra G properly spells it in the comment below, so I'm going to include it here. So this
1: is Tax bear mano of wares man, man, uh, man d'oeuvres, which is Chicote to Sesca. It does, it does, it does read like the translation is is testicles. <laughs> Mano, Mano, isn't Le that french it's of- eggs right Oflairs. yeah, yeah, yeah. U- uv or whatever is egg in french which is balls yeah. uh the voyager crew successfully saves a shuttle impossible this has to be a holodeck episode also seska impregnating herself with chakotay's child without consent is super not okay <laughs> this is true we've avoided the i mean like it? I, 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 there's no argument there. I mean, It's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. And the show, the show. I don't I'm sure know, that's the next thing Janeway said. Like, if we didn't that, cut away, I'm sure she'd be like, "That's that's not okay. That's 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 weird and not cool, Chakotay."
0: I mean, it's. I think you get distracted just because it's a weird thing to do out of nowhere. Yeah, really. it's, yeah. it's it's it doesn't come across as it doesn't come across as the wrong
1: that i think the show wants
0: it to because it's so unexpected and it just ends the episode and you're like what the hell what was that
1: well because it does it does feel like she's just revealing she's pregnant and like naturally and not that she forcibly stole his genetic material yeah you know it's 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 a weird it's a weird button to end on
0: yeah it is weird Jaron Hatch says, Maneuvers, let's all say it together. Chicote is more interesting when they focus on his Maquis background and not his questionable Native American heritage. This isn't an amazing episode, but there's a story and a real conflict here, something the show has been sorely lacking for a bit. Seska is a great foil for the crew, and she brings a lot to this one, though the impregnation bit... Impregnation bit at the end seems a bit tacked on and gives off some serious soap opera vibes. My only real problem is that they should have done all this Kazon stuff in season one and moved on to something else for the second, but I guess beggars can't be choosers. 3.34 transporter coils out of five.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest problem is that Chakotay is not defined well enough for this to really uh, um, be compelling. Yeah. Because, you know, even even after... uh, I mean, I, they try to get into it a little bit when he gets chewed out by, by Janeway and she and she says, I don't even know if that matters. He's like, it matters to me. Like, So he's got this, I just don't think that they've figured out how to write this guy who is supposedly died in the wool Maquis but also really into Starfleet now. Yeah. And not like not address it at all really like they don't i don't think they have any moment where he's like you know i did things the way that i knew how to do them the marquee way you're not on the marquee ship anymore hooah yeah
0: yeah it feels like they're trying to do it because he always ends episodes by going like i I embrace starfleet but you never really see him be conflicted about any of it so it doesn't come across really well
1: this is a ken sito The return of Seska is welcome, but it's a pity that supervillain season two Seska is much less interesting than season one Seska, who felt like a real person. Imagine if Seska had been exposed as a Cardassian spy, but had not been able to leave the ship with the Kazon, and instead had to live with all the consequences of who she was. Now, that would have been interesting. Three out of five. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I love that shit. You know, there's, take the. <clears throat> expose somebody's a bad guy, and the bad guy has to coexist with the the good guys. You know, lost in space, it works every time.
0: Yeah, they should be. They should. They should have tried to just keep <clears throat> increasing conflict on Voyager itself. Would have been the way to because as we're as the thing they were pointing out is like Voyager itself is physically moving away from these enemies that it's encountering, so they have to yeah. keep the enemies on the ship. That's the only way that this show really makes sense in terms of like. Travel, how how it's moving right. through the universe. Yeah.
1: This this was one where it really stood out to me. I was like, how are they even like near where the Kazan are at this
0: point? Yeah, they're they're so far. It's been a year of travel.
1: Yeah, year pretty travel. consistent travel, unless they're like zigzagging to doesn't make any
0: that, Yeah, people say that there's I don't buy this zigzagging thing. You know, they're yeah. trying to get home.
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, they're trying to get home. Like the person, the last person at the party is <laughs> trying to get home. Where they're just like, I better go. Have you watched that really long movie? Let's talk about it scene by scene. Patrick Seba says, maneuvers,
0: penetrates your shields from extremely close range. Seska is back and acting quite strange. For character recurring, her spoon heads alluring. But fucking Maj Culla, she'll soon get the mange. 3.5 involuntary <laughs> collected semen samples out of five. 3.5 Everybody, I, I
1: don't think it's semen. <laughs> you can clip that out and use it how you will. Because I, I think it's cause she the, the needle she jabs into the back of his neck, I think, is where she I think it's like spinal fluid or something. It,
0: it's stem cells. So you can just turn it into whatever yeah. whatever you want it to be. But it's yeah, that 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 destroys my whole turkey baster imagery that I've got going on about what's going on in these Cajun Caj- these Cajun ships, these Kazon ships. <laughs> um yeah, this it's just so – I guess that's a Star Trek problem, but she's going she's gonna to stab him in the neck and take whatever's there. Eric McGowan is the
1: next one. As soon as I copy-paste this, I'm going to send it over to you. Many of the Kazon episodes in Season 2 are fine-slash-functional on an episode-by-episode basis, and this one is one of the better ones because Seska is back. And we get some Chakotay characterization, three out of five.
0: Aaron Million says Chakotay is getting a lot of episodes so far this season. This is more interesting than Tattoo was, and that it shows how Chakotay still isn't quite acting like how a typical Starfleet officer is supposed to behave, although we have seen shuttles stolen before. I think that's my fundamental problem. He does not do anything that I've not seen a Federation
1: person do in this right. situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you've never, you mean all the other times you've seen Captain Picard. Get out of Cardassian torture by talking about Counselor Troy's (laughs) midriff. Have you seen Beverly Crush's navel? I I can tell by the look (laughs) on your face that you have.
0: (laughs) Smells his finger. I I think actually Avery Brooks is the one that I would want to see. Because we we watched... um, Civil defense where they, uh, the sexual tension between Kira and Dukat oh, is yes. the one way. Like, I, I I want Avery Brooks pointing that out as the, as it's going <clears throat> down. Seska's good. Uh, this is Aaron's comment. Continues. Seska's good here, but she seems to get overshadowed by the Kazon until the last ultra creepy lines when she tells Chakotay that she inserted his DNA into her so that they could have a kid. Three tortured Chicote's out of five point extra g is our very next comment thank you point extra g for pointing out tax Bear's comment earlier
1: here's yours seska straight up states the biggest complaint that we've had with this show that chakotay and the maquis have completely given up their old ways and become starfleet they realize this fact enough to give seska that dialogue but not enough to realize the mistake. As Chakotay episodes go, this is one of the better ones, and the Kazon actually come across like competent bad guys. It's too bad that 90s network television standards held this show back a bit. Chakotay's intimate knowledge of Seska that he used to mock Kala wasn't really all that intimate. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter if an employee retires, quits, is fired, betrays you, and hooks up with the, the baddies, or is captured by your rivals. You freaking disable all of their network credentials as soon as they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I've never, um, I've never encountered, I've never been in that Chicote situation of encountering one of Amy's ex-boyfriends who was super villainly, <laughs> super villainy mocks me <laughs> in that way. I don't, I, I imagine it's, it's weird because it's, I imagine it would be... It is like in real life, it's fairly emotionally devastating, but it always comes across as really like John wayne cowboy shit in in TV when it's portrayed. It never really comes across the way that I think it's supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a... Maybe no one experiences that, and that's why it's so weird to write about it, because it just never happens in real life. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, if somebody walked up to me and was like, I fucked your wife, I'd be like, I need to... What? (laughs) I there would be a lot of processing that needed would need to happen. I don't think I would know how to react. Well
0: that even happened. even if it wasn't that blunt, if he if if something personal got pointed out about her that was more insidious than just we had sex, that that like mm-hmm. gets your brain working. But the the Kazon here takes it handles it well. He's fine with it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I expect from those scenes, but they never really
1: come across the way. How's how's Amy? Is her mother still dealing with MS? What? That's (laughs) how did you know that? That's not even that insinual. Like that's a weird thing to pull out of the out of the memory bank there. I mean, yes, she's she is and she's doing a lot better. Thank you for asking. But she's in this clinical trial. Things are going really well. Matt Ross
0: says maneuvers uh, cementing herself as the most manipulative and conniving of Voyager's enemies. Seska really conveys her control of Chakotay and the Kazon's pretty adeptly And her smarmy smiles and looks I find the most fun to watch when she's on screen. The plan to steal the tech of Voyager really shows what a precarious position the ship is in by itself. Janeway's dress down of Chakotay was correct and the series needed more of that chafing. However, Chakotay and the Maquis become essentially neutered over the show's run. Overall, this was interesting and in the ending even when I saw it originally wanted me to scream you bitch! When it ended, three stolen components out of five. I guess there are multiple stolen components in this episode. Mm. Latte Librarian is the very next one. I will send it to you post-haste.
1: That was a dumbass thing to do, Chicote. Plus, you'd think the shuttle would be useful to the Kazon even after he wiped the computer core. What about all the physical parts? Three hoverballs out of five. Um, don't they, they get the the shuttle back don't they
0: they do but chakotay when he's being tortured he's like i deleted everything the shuttle's useless to you oh right 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 yeah chakotay pays a lot of attention to physical parts so i think this comment is wrong (laughs) changeling says maneuvers cool it's seska remember seska she's back in cardassian form this is another episode that gets dumber the more you think about it why don't they reset the codes after seska left if chakotay was on a suicide mission why not kill seska even if the shuttle computer was wiped, wouldn't the parts still be useful? So why not set it to self-destruct? If you could just transport multiple people at once, why don't you do that first? But it was neat to see that the Kazon used star crash tactics of sending in troops via torpedo. One spinal sperm extraction out of five. So I guess that Changeling has, has medically diagnosed what that technique was. It's a spinal sperm extraction. Ah,
1: yes. I do. I do find the changing of the codes thing funny because you'd be surprised how often that pops up as a viable way to get in or out of a place like they always go in and they're like i haven't been here for a while hopefully my code still works and it, and yeah. it does and yeah. it's like no as soon as you get fired they change <laughs> that shit immediately
0: Yep. although i just got a recent google alert that my passwords are compromised and i changed about five of them and i was like oh, fuck it there's a lot of work i can't change, that's true i can't
1: <laughs> change the rest of these <laughs> well i mean even in star wars and in, in return of the jedi when they're approaching endor and they send that code, in and Vader's like, does the code check out? And he's like, well, it's an old one, sir, but it works. And he's, he's like, no, they're fucking, it's the Rebels. <laughs> Clearly it's the Rebels. <laughs> it's an old one.
0: Yeah. That guy got fired.
1: Royo says... Uh, fired if he's lucky. This is.
0: <laughs> I read Changeling. I'll send you, Royo, in just uno
1: momento. There you go. The very idea. <clears throat> The very idea what Voyager co- wouldn't change—sorry—the very idea so. that Voyager wouldn't change its command codes after Seska compromised them was ludicrous. The idea that Voyager wouldn't even change the command codes even after they've actively been hacked is ultra super ludicrous. Still, the premise of this episode isn't entirely broken. The idea that Voyager is a treasure trove of technology just waiting to be taken—a prize—has merit, and this type of episode wasn't often seen in TNG. The idea of a Cardassian using the Starfleet doctrine to undermine a Starfleet ship is a great concept, and for some reason, the, the the idea never really, the idea was never really used in Deep Space Nine. As far as Kazon and Seska episodes go, this is serviceable and better than the average of season two. Unfortunately, Seska falls prey to the awful cliched female stereotype of the baby crazy psycho ex girlfriend. It's unbecoming of a professional spy to impregnate herself with her ex boyfriend's DNA. While he's unconscious, and it's clear she hasn't got an endgame in mind since this will destroy her alliance with the Kazon as Maj Kala might just object to Seska having Chakotay's babies 3.5 out of 5.
0: Yeah. Is she still with the Kazon at the end? I, got the sense I don't know she's, where she
1: is. Yeah, I got the sense she's on her own. Yeah, I don't know what happens to her. Like if she stays on the ship or, you know, I don't know why Voyager didn't beam her back onto Voyager. When they beamed everybody else on the Voyager,
0: yeah, I guess you got a head start, get out of there. Yeah, I and I I haven't even really thought. I mean, we haven't gotten to it, and the patrons are obviously familiar with the way that this storyline goes. But I, I, I didn't even. It's tough to even talk about the, the the sort of like baby crazy female character that they're creating, mm-hmm. because. I guess at the at the end of this episode, I'm not really sure what her end goal is. So if if right. she just becomes right. that, we can talk about it when it happens. But it, like when it ended the way it ended, I kind of thought that there was a bigger plot in play than that, maybe. But I guess that might not be the case. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, what was the last one? Did you read it? Yes. Artorius says, overall, I thought this was a pretty decent episode. I thought the cast did a good job of portraying their feelings for Chicote, despite the precarious position it puts them in. Definitely could see the tension in Janeway, Bolana, and even Seska. Seska proves to be a competent and well-written villain who knows how to catch Voyager with its pants down and Chicote, for that matter. Everything she does feels earned. The ending just highlights her ability to manipulate. manipulate. Three stolen hollow emitters out of five. Jonas. I will
1: say... One of the problems with this storyline mm. and to a larger extent, most of the characters on this sh- show is I don't I, I don't get the sense that Chakotay fucks.
0: No, it's he's intimate, but it's not. Yeah. So even powerful like, intimacy,
1: even like Paris. Nope. I don't get that. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They've kind of even given up on that. They, they, they don't believe yeah. in that character whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like Torres fucks.
1: Yeah, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, Janeway. Janeway's the least sexual of the captains in some ways. You know, she's
1: she's extremely repressed. Clearly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I could be. Nobody else. Yeah, nobody else on the ship really. No, Harry Kim. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, the doctor
0: doesn't work as a character. and Neelix. That she's too young. Ugh. And Tuvok's the only other one. Tuvok's got like thirteen kids, though, so I guess that's he does. true.
1: Tuvok probably fucks. Yeah.
0: Tu- <laughs> if tu- <laughs> I'd hate to be Tuvok's wife when he gets home at the end of this series because he is he's just gonna
1: he's gonna be ready for it. You know, you mentioned Kess being too young. I I had a thought that I forgot to mention on the last episode um, when she, when they get to, they meet the other uh, what camping. the hell are they called a Campan. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, we live to be twenty years old here." And she's like, "Wow, how is that possible?" I was kind of hoping he would say, "Well, we go around the sun a lot faster, so our <laughs> years are a lot shorter." But um, this is in the background. Yeah, maybe it takes twenty-five years to go around the Ocampan sun. I don't know.
0: It's all relative.
1: Why do they know so much about Earth years? Uh, this is Jonas. I wish I had something clever or insightful to say. Me too. The Kezon are not intimidating or interesting villains. Seska, I suppose, is a toler- tolerable adversary insofar as her motives are intriguingly intriguingly unclear. The episode is good background, at least, for use when making a new recipe. One out of five.
0: Mm. Surprisingly low rating at the end of that one.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I had, a, I had a few ones in here, which is... Yeah. I, I don't think it's that bad.
0: No, no. Grapple John Zorn says, Mage Kala? Mage Kukla. This is the one where Seska uses some handy Kazon technology to uh, extract Chikote's uh, DNA during a commercial break. I guess when he was asleep or something. Well, Seska is a compelling enough villain to know she doesn't need Kazon technology for that. I'm mostly fairly sure that Chikote is about as anatomically correct as a Kendall. What a weird <laughs> fucking show this is. 290 <laughs> syndicated television, Immaculate Conceptions out of five.
1: Much, much color. Isn't that what? Um, Clint Eastwood calls uh, the the lady boxer in <laughs> Million Dollar Baby, <laughs> <laughs> whose name I can't remember for some reason.
0: Why? I get, like I don't know if this is what you were playing. Why Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank, yeah, in a Million Dollar Baby. Why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't? uh it was what you were playing earlier that they they should have just had Chakotay and Seska
1: have sex while he was a prisoner? No. I was like, how long has she been gone for? Has she been gone for, like, five months? Yeah. I, Three months? I,
0: I, I didn't think you were implying that, but I, I think there's a way you could write this episode where that happens, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you
1: could do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was implying more, like, you know, the la- they had sex when she was on Voyager, which was less than nine months ago. Yes. So yeah, and there's it, no reason that she couldn't just be naturally pregnant.
0: And the, the actress is pregnant in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that, but she has oh, a very, really? very large poncho on in all of her Even her more. Shots.
1: Even more. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do it the other way? Like, she's going to have that kid before she comes back on the show, probably, unless she doesn't. Maybe she's on the next episode. I don't know.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is... It is it is. It's it's tough to write the shows that are trying to be sexy and just it's not a sh- sexy show. That was the final comment from Grappler John Zorn. Thanks, everybody, for leaving your comments at patreon.com slash the Penske file. So now we go to our final ratings. This is Maneuvers, Clay, in our skill one to five, one being terrible, five being the pinnacle of Star Trek television. What are you going to give this one?
1: I'll give it a three. It's yeah. A pretty pretty down the middle for me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a fastball right down the middle, I think. Um not really much else to, to to add to it. I thought it was it's competent, but it's not particularly intriguing. Um and it just kind of kind of floats along in front of you. That's it. We're done with maneuvers. So thanks everybody for listening. Patreon.com slash the Penske file. Otherwise, check out all the other content on the
1: website, as all the other podcasts. Clay do you have anything you want to say? Uh, both of my issues of <clears throat> excuse me, Batman White Knight Red Hood are on sale at comic book stores everywhere right now if you want to pick one up. And I will be at New York Comic Con next month in the Artist Alley. If you happen to be in the neighborhood, swing by, say hi, and uh, we can talk about Chakotay's tattoo. <laughs>
0: That's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the content. We'll be back with the next one, which I think is called Resistance. Yes, it is Resistance. And then we're moving halfway into Season 2. So we'll continue on. And Lower Decks is on Patreon, if you're so inclined. Otherwise, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you later.